Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns and thank you so much for taking time from your day uh, to be with us. Well, the future is coming. Does anybody want a lousy future? Of course not. Today we're going to talk about keys that will help us look forward to a great future in a lesson titled Something Greater. Last week we talked about fears and how sometimes they can hold us back. We saw a man conquer his fears and how a crowd gained a healthy a fear of God. Today we're, uh, as mentioned, going to talk about the future. And the future is, well, it's coming. The future is coming. Our ability to adapt or grow is paramount in any capacity. If we are not growing in knowledge, we won't graduate. If we don't grow at work, we'll be doing the same job forever. If we don't grow in faith, we're going to be stuck in a stale, powerless religion, and our future won't look so bright. But God has designed us to grow, and we don't know everything from the start. He's designed us to grow and continued growing, and he's designed us to help us have a great future. Today's lesson is called Something Greater. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 12, verses, uh, starting at verse 1. I'm reading from the NIV today. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath day. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests of the Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would have not condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went to their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, uh, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into the pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. That's Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. Something greater, first thought is, in health. You know, the Pharisees here are just giving Jesus a hard time. They've already been challenged in their beliefs and their way of life, and they're looking to prove that Jesus is wrong. And they, again, are just giving Jesus a difficult time. You know, many years ago, when I was in high school, I was an announcer uh, at, in the uh, basketball arena for the girls' basketball games. And so I would announce the games, and it would be a goal by Sally Smith or a foul on Sally Smith. And I would announce the games before the crowd that was there. 
And usually at the end of the games, I would have a friend of mine, we'd work together, and he would tally up, uh, um, or together we would tally who scored how many points and so forth. And so at the very end of the game, I would announce, uh, you know, that Sally had 10 points, that Mary had 4 points, that Susie had 6 points, that Janelle had 10 points, and go on through the whole basketball team for both, uh, for both schools. Well, one time there was a man who was an acquaintance, Another guy that uh, was I would not have called him a friend. But as I was going uh, through the list of who scored how many points after the game, as people were starting to collect their things and, and work their way on out of the uh, basketball arena, this guy just started giving me a hard time. Hey, Phil, no one's listening. Hey, Phil, you sound horrible. Hey, Phil, dot, dot, dot. He was just giving me a hard time just to give me a hard time. There was no reason for it. Of course, it was very hard to hear. Of course, I had to contain myself. I did consider, you know, taking it a little farther, but, you know, it just wasn't going to be worth it because I knew I would get in trouble. So this guy just gave me a hard time, and I, just for hard time's sake, and I think that's what the Pharisees are, are doing here. I mean, where are these Pharisees coming from? You know, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days, you shall labor and do all your work. I'm reading from Exodus chapter 20, where the Pharisees were, were thinking of. Again, let me start again. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days, you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son, or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. You know, the Pharisees from their side, they feel like they are genuinely in the right. They're, they're driven here by what they've always thought was right. And so when they're giving Jesus a hard time, it is coming from a place of, of well, they are you know, trying to find Jesus, uh, uh, you know, find, catch Jesus in, 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 in something against their rules so that they can, they can get him in trouble. But they are coming from a spot where, you know, we know what Exodus chapter 20 says. So Jesus comes back with a story, actually in 1 Samuel chapter 21, and this about the priests. This is in Numbers chapter 28. On the Sabbath day, make an offering of two lambs, a, a year old without defect, together with his drink offering and a grain offering of two tenths of an ephah of his finest flour mixed with olive oil. This is the burnt offering for every Sabbath, in addition to the regular burnt offering and his drink offering. So Jesus references this story, this very story, to the Pharisees. The Old Testament is not contradictory the Pharisees just didn't understand it. But the key is, is that they didn't really want to understand it. Their hearts were not open to Jesus' teaching here. Something greater was in town standing right before him. And he was there to offer them help, if they were open to the help. He was offering to teach them, if they were open to understanding. He was offering to save them if they were open to realizing their lostness. Jesus went on and says, 
He desires mercy, not sacrifice. He's pulling from Hosea chapter 6. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. You know, hitting him where it counts, the Pharisees. These Old Testament scriptures, they probably would have known. But they desired their hearts over the action. They, uh, the, the, um, I'm sorry, God desires our hearts over our action. He desires our humility, which shows up in patience and understanding over rituals. For these Pharisees, their hearts just simply weren't there. Their hearts were in a spot of being critical of Jesus. Their humility just wasn't there. They were more concerned of rituals than humility. Yeah, so when we look at these Pharisees giving Jesus difficulty, it's a bit easy for us to pass it off. Ah, I'm not a Pharisee. That's other religions, other denominations, other people. That's, uh, that's someone else. But I think for, for me, for you, we've got to be careful not to brush this off. We've got to be careful not to blow off the, the Pharisees and just uh, you know, put the thought of, you know, I can be like that and put that to the side. You know, some of us are feeling stuck spiritually, not feeling like we're growing, feeling a bit discouraged. Life may feel overwhelming. You barely made it to church Sunday, or, or maybe you're not even making it to church Sunday. Can't read my Bible, or if I read it, there's nothing's really striking me, striking me. Nothing is really helping. Might as well not pray because I don't think God's really listening. It's harder for me to see God, or maybe some other feelings. But when we're not growing spiritually, it shows. Some of us don't want to go through the motions when the heart is in a different spot. You don't want to go through, uh, you know, the motions of, of, of reading your Bible, spending time in prayer, calling up a friend to encourage. When our hearts are in different spots. You know, I was talking to a man the other day and he just confessed, you know what? I am just, I am stuck. I am stuck spiritually which I appreciate. I appreciated the openness. I appreciated his, his trust in, in me and just confiding of, of, you know what, that I'm stuck. I see myself as not growing. Well, you have three choices. You know, you can stay, kind of stay where you're at. You can go back or grow and move forward. So something greater is here. Something greater was there for the, for the Pharisees. Something greater is here for us now. Something greater is here in health. Let's talk physical health. First of all, in this story, the, they were hungry. And so something greater was there to help feed them, to help feed the disciples. Something greater was there to help the man who had a, 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 a hand shriveled a deformed hand of some sort that Jesus himself was able to heal. So he was there for physical health, for sure. But something greater is here for you and for me for our spiritual health. 
you know, for us, we cannot grow. It just does not work this way. In our spiritual health, if we do not spend time in God's Word with a desire to grow. I can flip open a Bible and look at the words and I can read the words and it's the same ones I read, you know, last week and the week before. And, and if I don't have any intention to grow, they're just words. If I look at a book and have no intention to see what it's trying to tell me, fiction or nonfiction, I'm not going to comprehend and not going to take it in. You know, spending time uh, with a church or going to a service, yeah, that's good. But you know, it can only go so far. The Pharisees had no desire. They weren't open. They weren't open to Jesus and thus spent sparing time with them. You know, how would the story go if the Pharisees had had a different response? Like Jesus, oh, you know, those Old Testament stories, that, that makes sense. Oh, I've been wondering what that meant. Oh, th thank you for explaining to us, Jesus. Please tell us more. Something was greater for the Pharisees and they were missing it. And for us and our spiritual health, we need to, one, realize that Jesus is here for us too. He is the one who's greater. We need to realize that Jesus is here actually for us, even in our weaknesses, even when we are stuck. Whether good days or bad days, Jesus doesn't go anywhere. God doesn't take a vacation. God doesn't look away. He is here for us too. And number two is continue to seek after him and his words in humility. What is the Bible, uh, part of the Bible that you don't know yet? What's in there that you haven't seen? What lessons are there that you haven't learned? Sometimes if we have been reading the Bible for a while, we feel like, ah, you know, I've read that before. Ah, we'll go back to the Psalms. And we find, we, 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 we find ourselves stuck because our curiosity stops. And we don't want to grow. But yet there's tons of things in the Bible, tons of lessons in the Bible. And honestly, the older I get, the more I read, the more I realize I don't know the more I realize that there's more in it than what I, 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 I used to think. We've got to continue to seek after him and his word with humility and go into the Bible and figure out what you don't know yet. And the key to having spiritual health in the future, above all, is, is to don't give up on God. Something greater is here. Something greater is here. Not for you to have a lousy future. Not for you to have a mundane future. Something greater is here for you to have a great future. But it still can be difficult. Easier said than done. So the second thought is something greater in hope. We'll continue reading in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 15. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him. And he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. 
Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name the nations will have their hope. If you read through the book of Matthew a number of times, he quotes Old Testament scriptures, and here he quotes Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah was all about his readers, I'm sorry, Matthew, all about his readers uh, seeing that Jesus was here fulfilling prophecies. And so in this point, it's actually an extended verse. It's an extended scripture here, helping us to build our faith. And God says, I will put my spirit on him. I will put my spirit on him. Not the trees or the mountain, not anyone else, but I will put my spirit on him, Jesus. Jesus. And in his name, the nations will put their hope. You know, he says, I'll proclaim justice in a world where, you know what? God knew would be full of injustice. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations in a world that he knows full well is filled with injustice. He will be the light in that dark world. He will be the light in your world. But Jesus was not just about being a show, not about entertainment or convenience, not Jesus. He wasn't about the numbers. He, you know, many times he'd have crowds with him. And we saw it, we see it here again. It often, you know, we often equate having crowds with success. You know, if there's a lot of people there to listen, that's successful. There's a lot of people to come uh, with you. That's, that's successful. A lot of people came to your party. Oh, that was a successful party. Not Jesus. He was never, ever, ever one time about numbers. He was something greater for us to rest our hope in and to be the anchors of our souls, to be the anchors of our lives. That when storms come, And taking parts of our lives, when storms come and push against our souls, when storms come and turn your bright day into a dark day, Jesus' words are always our hope. If you want a great future, you got to put your hope in him. Well, what does that mean? Well, it goes back to, obviously, spending time with him in God's word. But it also takes a willingness, a, a striving to know him, to know who he is. It's not just reading a book and setting it down. It is a longing to love him. 
not just looking at the words and setting them aside and being encouraged for a slight moment. It is moving your life to imitate him. Not just a checking in once a day, once a week, once a month. It is a praying to persevere in him. Jesus is that something greater that is here. That was here for those Pharisees back 2,000 years ago. Here for the Jesus followers of that time. And he is here for us today. Something greater. Something greater in health. Something greater in hope. I hope that was helpful. And if you liked it and would like to hear more, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're in the Charlottesville, Virginia area and would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service, please send us a note or visit our website at blueridgedisciples.org for more information.